Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome again to this mini-series that we're doing on the Healing Place podcast Facebook page, uh, talking to past podcast guests, amazing souls who are doing incredible work in the healing realm, helping people, um, yeah, through trauma. But now we're kind of shifting a little bit to this pandemic and what's going on in our world and some self-care strategies. And today I have crappy childhood fairy Anna Runkle with me, and I'm super excited to talk to her. So welcome, Anna. Hi, thank you, Terry. Yeah, so one, first of all, I'm just like so excited about all that's happening in, in your life and with your business. And yeah, so we'll talk about that at the end and have, give people an opportunity to find out all about your work. But what are some self-care strategies that, that you would like to offer to people? Uh, it's, you know, the cool thing about working in trauma is when stuff like this happens, you have something to offer. And, um, so I've been getting a lot of traffic from people. Now is the time that, um, well, I'm noticing for people with complex PTSD, um, there's kind of two camps and one camp is like, we're isolating because it's like scary out there. I'm good at this already. (laughs) And people have been telling me they feel relieved. Like if they go to the grocery store, nobody expects them to be chatty or anything and they keep their distance. So there's that. Um, And then there's some people for whom this is really triggering and, you know, uh, and having to be isolated at home alone in particular can be really hard or home with people who are hard for them to be with for whatever reason. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, I feel like this is both a a threat and an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to see what's underneath a lot of the levels of distraction that we've been able to kind of pad our reality with. And um, so I teach, what I teach at Crappy Childhood Fairy is kind of a two-part healing process that people can manage for themselves, whether or not they have a therapist or some form of professional help. And the first part is about noticing and healing brain dysregulation. And for people who don't know about that yet, um, we now know that early exposure to trauma can lead to a level of dysregulation in the nervous system. And it affects everything from our immunity to our heart rate, to our propensity to gain weight. And of course, to the way we handle emotions. And you can see this on brain scans and um, MRIs. You can see changes in brain activity for people. And for me, as a person who had childhood trauma, I think I'm a seven or an eight on the ACE score. It was so liberating to know, like, oh, it's a brain thing. Yeah. Because there was so much that people used to say about, like, I guess you just want to recreate your childhood. And I would think, no. <laughs> trying, right. to, trying to maybe the good parts, you know. <laughs> 
it never sounded true. So of course, I'm not trying to recreate my childhood. But a lot of us kind of manifest a lot of the same traumas that we grew up with. And I now see that it has a lot to do with brain changes that make it really hard to see it coming to stay detached from it. And so you know, we kind of get sucked in. So I teach people really simple techniques. It's a writing technique, very specific, not a journal, but a writing technique, followed by a super simple form of meditation. And you do this twice a day. And it really helps to just sort of like, calm down the hamster wheel of negative thinking. And for a lot of people, that's kind of the the locus of, of the of the PTSD. Maybe it's not the source, but it's the primary expression is a lot of like fearful thinking and angry thinking. And it can just really like dominate your whole perception and cloud your ability to um, keep yourself safe, to notice when something's good, um, to make choices. You, you can't see choices in front of you. It's a, like a trapped feeling. And so with less fear, less resentment from that, choices begin to appear and a sense of fresh energy as if you just had a good nap or something begins to appear. And when you have this experience several times a day, day after day, day after day, you not only get start feeling better in the moment, but there's a cumulative effect and your life starts to change. When we can master re-regulation, we can be on a level playing field with everybody else in terms of life problems. We all have problems. Usually those of us who had a traumatic childhood have a little extra you know, more than our share of life problems. And we can start to solve those and no longer be stuck and paralyzed like we used to be. So I've been, I increase, I do, I do calls. I do, um, I have a free course called the daily practice and I teach these techniques. And once people are in the course, they get an invitation to zoom calls. Normally I have those twice a month. I've changed it to twice a week now. And, um, it's packed with people and it's so lovely. There's such a feeling of love. We're from all over the world everybody's going through this together. We have a laugh. We um, have a chance to, you know, talk about questions and then we all write, we all meditate together. And, um, you know, it's really been one of the silver linings of the pandemic for me and my community is that we're together more. Then I have a membership program and do like group coaching where we talk more about people's specific issues. So um, I've been on the phone a lot more with my peeps. (laughs) And for me to be connected with everybody in that way really lifts my spirits. And the despair that was sort of coming and going in the first week of all of the shutdown here um, has really given way to a feeling of purpose and opportunity and um, a gratitude that I'm in a position to help. And I see so many people around me helping, you know, whether it's delivering the mail or, you know, selling the food or or picking the strawberries, (laughs) you know, I get to have fresh strawberries still in lockdown. It's pretty amazing. (laughs) Who did that? (laughs) A lot of people did that. And, um, and they, you know, I really appreciate it. So um, I just, I just have a real sense of gratitude and the awareness of how much, how much I benefit from everybody doing the jobs they do and caring in the way they do. Yeah, a a theme that's really come through with so many of these conversations I've had over the past three days has been that of connection and how powerful connection is and what you're doing and providing is just beautiful in providing a space for that connection. We're we're in our our rooms and isolated in our homes and our spaces, right? But to be able to reach even through a computer screen. Yeah. Connect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of, of Zoom, which we're using, and I've been using it for about five years or something, four and a half years. And I've noticed I do something called a Zoom hug. <laughs> you know, 
but meditating with a group on zoom hugging on zoom it's a lot different than a phone call and i think for a lot of us so backing up i've learned from doing this work that childhood ptsd is primarily an injury to our ability to connect with people and connecting with people is really fraught and it's triggering and you know the thing about having triggers around people is that you walk around going yo i don't dare connect with this person because that trigger of mine might go off and then i'll come out sounding angry or inappropriate you know and i'll push them away and so people get really restrained by that fear of getting triggered by people So in a funny way, you know, just talking on video, it's like we have a little bit of a buffer to practice other parts of interaction. And it's a little easier. My husband made this joke. He said, when you're on a Zoom call, you can just go, go, cut it, it, cut it out, and then you shut it off. (laughs) And you turn it off. That's how you can leave a call. (laughs) I never thought of that. (laughs) If only we had that in real life, a way to turn it it off and leave. Right. Suspecting a thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, can't hear you. I, no. yeah. <laughs> you can ride the little mic button, you know, off on, off oh, right, on. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. And so I've noticed that a lot of the people on my calls, um, you know, a lot of people have hard stuff going on. They're in abusive relationships right now, or they're so lonely already, or they have autism. That's for whatever reason, I'm learning that's kind of common. It goes hand in hand. You know, there's there's people with hard stuff going on and we're on Zoom together um, with an unusual level of acceptance and love for each other. And when somebody tells us something hard, one of our people got diagnosed with breast cancer yesterday and was on the call today. And we just, I just said, let's just stop everybody and send some love. And, or somebody says, I don't know if I should say this because it's just so stupid. And we go, can we just stop and like give some appreciation and <laughs> to yeah. the person who just said that. And then often it brings tears because we have permission right now to love each other that much and that directly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And to honor, just honor each other's journey. I think that is yeah. a point to just, we're all in different places along our journey. And we, we are walking side by side together through all this pandemic together. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's in a different space. And so, yeah, just to honor and take a moment to honor that. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I reached out. I decided the other day, I said, oh, Zoom, I have Zoom. So I created a little invitation for my high school girlfriends and I will get together and we have this little group we call Pat Jam. It's all of our initials. And we'll go down to the beach while we can't do it, obviously. And so I said, I sent out a Zoom invitation to to all of them and they their response was like, oh my gosh, I said we can hang out in our PJs and just, you know, chat and be face to face and see each other, even though we can't be together. So Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, you have an amazing in in this just popped up into my head as I was talking, an amazing collection of videos on your YouTube channel. And those are some of the things that you talk about are those relationships. There's a lot, when we go through those of us who have experienced adverse childhood experiences, it was relational trauma in many ways. And so, um, yeah, you address a lot of that. So folks, if you have an opportunity, please go to Crafty Childhood Fairy channel um, on YouTube and check out that collection of videos because they truly are amazing. Um, informative so thank you thank you my my latest video today is how to use zoom how to look great (laughs) on zoom and I'm (laughs) 
I, I'm having to up my game a little bit here by, you know, sunlight on my face and wearing color. And now you can see my eyes and that really helps versus a silhouette when you're connecting with other people is being able to see faces. Yeah. Yeah. I've no, I've thought about getting the, the green screen behind me and having a beach scene or something, but then <laughs> people have told me, you know, Oh, we like it that we can see Sammy and Max yeah. you know, the dogs and the house plan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So. You know what I've been liking is when I watch the news, which I keep to a minimum because it's sometimes divisive and, you know, yeah. intended to scare, which I'm really not into. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I love is that I'm seeing people that I'm familiar with. You know, they see, I just assume everybody on TV is rich and famous and way beyond my station. And when I see them in their little bedroom, <laughs> with the, <laughs> the dresser and the pictures and the mess and I'm just like, hey, they're just like me. We really are all, we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's just calling in. <laughs> right. Well, again, I just, I so appreciate you being here. Are there, are there any other suggestions that you have for people as far as um, creating a sense of calm? If yes. Feeling triggered? Yes. Well, you know, I, so I have a class to teach some techniques, but I also remind people there are um, a few basics. And one is, you know, nobody needs to tell you this, but it never hurts to hear again. It's like, eat some good food yeah. and don't go, go, don't go crazy. But food with protein and not too many carbs helps me stay regulated, like grounded, not dysregulated and kind of electrified by all the crisis. I'm one of those, like, I get electrified in a crisis. So it's all about grounding, you know, yeah. staying grounded. Walking in nature has been my safe place and I do it every day with my son and sometimes my husband. I'm really working hard. I have a 17 year old son at home right now. This is not easy for him. And yeah. um, luckily he's in a couple of online courses and that's something. Um, but I get him out of the house every day. And for once he wants to hang out with me and take a walk every day. This is like the best. Mom <laughs> <laughs> heart is happy. <laughs> Yeah, we were exploring. We we went walking in a mansion neighborhood yesterday, and we were like, "Wow, we never knew this was here. It was such an adventure." So, walking, being in nature, um, hand—you know—we all have to wash our hands, and that's been on my list of re-regulating techniques all this time. When you're feeling kind of like out of your body and freaked out, just put on some warm water if you have it, and um, just feel that warm water, and just have a little spa moment for your hands. <laughs> you know, I love that. Nice yeah. Yeah. And that just that tactile thing, it just kind of helps come back from the edge of that. And then more of a spiritual discipline that I think is so important right now is to cultivate hope. And to do that, it's really like we are very contagious for other people. So when one person says, oh, it's going to be terrible and everything's going to change for the worse and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's very contagious for people. And yet when you get together with people and you say, I'm feeling really hopeful because this, this and this, and I'm really enjoying the connection I'm having because of this, that's contagious too. And what happens to us now collectively depends so much on that headspace that everybody's in. Do we feel unified? I mean, I'm just like, oh, did something magic come out of the sky as an opportunity to heal this division we've all been suffering with? Yeah. Could, could we be unified now? And I'm very committed to that unity. And it's always bothered me a lot, the division. And, um, and so what that means is I try not to complain. I really try to accept that everybody's doing the absolute best they can and to just think of each person and being grateful for the role each person plays from, from the strawberry pickers to the very top, you know, and just, just like, you know, let them do the best they can. I'm behind them all the way. We're going to do this together. 
let's be together on this. And, um, and when people want to get in there and sort of like make things sound worse than they are, I tune it out. I wish they wouldn't do that. It yeah. hurts. And, and honestly, if everybody did that, we would run a serious risk of total civil breakdown. Oh, I don't sure. want that to happen. No. <laughs> I prefer this loving world that's emerging. And um, so I'm working for that. Yeah. And I agree with you and I adore you for saying it because yes, I'm right there with you. I try to just emit that positivity and I do have hope. I do have hope for humanity because in the words of Mr. Rogers, we're seeing the helpers come out and arise. Yes, And there's so many out there that are wanting to, yeah, lend a helping hand. What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. And um, yeah, a wonderful thing is happening. And at the same time as a terrible thing is happening. And so but but by staying in that place of help of of service, we can be most helpful to the people who are suffering and struggling right now. And there are plenty and they need us. Right, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, beautiful. So how do how do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? You can, if, you, if you're a video person, the Crappy Childhood Fairy YouTube channel is where it's at. I've got a, something like 100 videos there, and I'm mm-hmm. starting to, I, I can't do a studio anymore, so I'm posting videos that look just like this now on Zoom, and um, having a great time. It's really kind of freed up my style to just get more direct and immediate, and so I'll be posting regularly. I got a new video coming out today. And then on my website, which is crappychildhoodfairy.com, you can go find my all my blog posts, cartoons, courses. I have a series of five courses. I have a membership program with about, I don't know, 250 people in it and a couple more each day, you know, who they have access to all the courses and more calls and um, quizzes. I have a lot of quizzes on how PTSD might have affected you. And those are popular, too, for just helping to people to reflect on how they might have been affected. Are they dysregulated? Has it affected their romantic life? Yeah. Do they feel like they have this thing? So people in my courses then are in part of an online community and that's a pretty happening place too. Right. And I love your, I love the idea of your cartoons and you and I've talked about that before <laughs> of you, when you first started and you, I remember you saying like, Oh my gosh, should I put these out in the world? Like should <laughs> they're so bad. <laughs> right. But Oh my gosh. And I love it because <laughs> my, my daughter and I wrote a little children's book, the doodle with the noodle when she was nine. And it was more of just, you know, self-published. Like we just, it was fun. And it was about Sammy, our therapy dog. And, but we drew the pictures and I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, these are so horrible. <laughs> like, you know, the trampoline is. For kid and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But the, pe- every, yeah. the feedback was no, that's what makes it so amazing. And that's why I love your cartoons is because they, they're correlated with many of your blogs. And so they're just so perfect because they're not perfect. Does that make sense? They're very imperfect. Although I will say that over time, I'm getting better. Yeah. But I, <laughs> over, time, I'm get, over time, I'm learning a lot about how to do this. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's like a lemonade stand. We're just figuring out how to be online people and, yeah. <laughs> and, and sell things. So it's fun. And then I got a bunch of new things going on that are a little, some of it's a little interrupted, but I have a book coming out later this year called you are not your trauma. It's my manifesto of the way of thinking about this to get through it. And, uh, about childhood PTSD, not the pandemic. That's right, another right. topic. And um, and a reality show that is sort of like a, <laughs> so cool. a Marie Kondo show where I'll be going into people's houses and um, helping them learn to re-regulate and take on the top level problem that they're dealing with and, um, and help other people just see how to apply these principles of healing 
not yeah. just read about them or talk about them, but, you know, just see how does it fit in life in a real way with regular people. So that's fun. And I'll be, and I'm, uh, we'll see, I'm going to have to reschedule this, but I was going to have my first big live event, you know, like a big weekend event. And I'm so excited to do that. Yeah. <laughs> all of that, all of that got a little bit sidelined by the pandemic. And I just trust there's, you know, plenty to do right now. Right. And it'll happen. And that's exciting. And yeah. 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 And you, th- I just want to thank you. You've been so amazing. You have um, really like, you know, I, I just see it like something visited you and you can't stop. You're just like, you're so prolific. You just keep putting out the content and connecting the people and putting them out there. You are the connector and you, it just happened, didn't it? It came to you. It came through you. It did. Yeah. It, you, just, it, it just kind of, it, the ball started rolling and I was like, all right, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it's a lot of work, but you, you know, you just show up with such vibrancy about it. It's obviously your gift. It's just obvious that you've been appointed as a leader in this movement (laughs) thank you so much and it is I just I get so passionate about it because obviously I have a day job that pays the bills but this is this is my passion like this is what I get fired up about and yeah oh my gosh I I, sometimes I feel selfish because I'm, I'm meeting such incredible beautiful souls such as you and I just feel incredibly blessed to just keep having this um this flow come into my life and um, yeah, yeah, so much gratitude. Yeah. 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 Well, I hope more and more, I hope this flow just keeps extending and including more and more people. Thank it's you. a, it's a, it's a movement now. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It adverse childhood experiences and all of everything that we're learning about polyvagal theory and um, yeah. you know, brain plasticity, which yes you talked just briefly about the habitual changes and I mean, it's just amazing. So, yeah. 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 Well, I thank you for joining me today and the beautiful work that you are doing to help others along their healing journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a beautiful light in the world. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Terry. Bye everybody. Everyone. Thanks for joining us today. And until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.